to the DJ Sessions, where we feature the best DJs and producers from around the world. I'm your host, Darren, and right now we're sitting in the DJ Sessions virtual studios in Seattle, Washington, and we're on a virtual call with none other than Tidy, coming in all the way from LA. Tidy, how's it going this afternoon? Uh, very, very well, and um, uh, confusing at the same time. <laughs> Tell me about it. It's a little bit weird with the transition of everything kind of going to an online world, but the cool thing is, is that the DJ Sessions is been right there on the forefront of working with this technology for years. So welcome and congratulations on actually being our first video long distance interview. Well, thank you so much for choosing me as the first one. Hopefully, I'm, maybe I'm like the canary in the cave, you know, just to, just the test run. See, if, 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 I, if, if I die during this interview, then you can, you know, troubleshoot from there. Absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, with the rise of online streaming and a lot of DJs now going to the platform, um, one of the things that I've noticed and we used to do a lot on the DJ sessions was interview the celebrity DJs and the local DJs on the show. So again, uh, getting back to doing this, I might be a little rusty myself. I haven't interviewed for a while, but uh, we're going to do this and uh, normally do it live, but it's pre-recorded for obviously safety's sake. Yep. And so, uh, but uh, you're down in LA, you're working on stuff. What are you doing to pass the time right now? What's the projects you got going on? Oh, well, okay. So I've been, um, I've been working on new music, uh, and I guess what's been interesting is that last year, uh, um, last year I I wrote all of the songs, wrote, produced, and engineered all the tracks that are going to come out this year as both Tidy and I'm not sure if people watching know, but I also have an alias called Wish I Was, and so I'm I'm both of them, and so I've. I've, I'm sitting on about 30 tracks. Uh, I just released a single called I Want to Believe and I have another one that I just uh, locked in for um, the 22nd of May um, that I wrote with a country artist called uh, Start Again, which we can talk about more later. But um, I think what's been cool is that I've, uh, I've, I've had some time to uh, experiment in the studio and uh, people that don't uh, people that know me just as a DJ may not know that I do things for Disney on Ice. I compose for video games. I compose for film um, and and TV commercials and things like that. So uh, I've haven't had a shortage of of things to work on. And if I do, I'm I'm gen generally just uh, messing around musically or um, going on a run. <laughs> well, uh, you know that's awesome to know that uh, a lot of people don't know a lot of the background that a lot of producers actually do work outside of the electronic music industry. Um, you know, and, and speaking about that, you know, should, do you think DJs should learn more about music theory or does it matter that much when it comes to dance music? Uh, so, I mean, the, I would I would say with the question, it's should DJs learn more or should producers learn more? Um, or songwriters or composers? Um, there are, there's so many ways to answer that, that question. So um, as a DJ, uh, I would say that, um, well, okay, I'll start like this. Overall, um, the music is a language. It's just like English. It's just like learning Mandarin or, or any kind of, of language. Music is a, a universal language, which is a phrase that everyone knows. And, and it speaks to, to hundreds of millions, billions around the world. And, um, the more you know about the language, the better you're going to get at whatever you pursue in that. Whether you're a DJ and you're just playing and mixing songs, but understanding why those songs make people feel a certain way does come from theory in a way. And this isn't me saying 
you cannot be a great DJ if you don't know music theory. Like I, I happen to be a geek and I have a degree in, in music theory and classical and things like that. But um, no, I mean, I don't, I don't think you necessarily need it, but, but I would make the argument that it helps a lot. And yeah, and I mean, it's, it's always that, does a DJ need to know it or do, can they use the current technology you know, the sync button, which is a controversial topic out there, <laughs> or, you know, um, you know, using platform or, or software like mixed in key and now letting, you know, back in the vinyl days, you had to kind of know what you were doing when you're mixing yeah. a vinyl record. But here it's, I mean, I, I got my first Pioneer gear today for the show, or not today, but recently for the show. And notice, you know, you run everything through record box, run it through mixed in key. Um, the other program that does, oh, I should know this after doing the show for 10 years. The one that, that, that basically does all your waveforms and make sure all your music is, is um, yeah. The audio is all, all the same stuff. Gosh, what am I? Normalizing. I Thank you, normalizing. Ah, see, I'm glad that's why we're not live sometimes. But, <laughs> that's okay. but you know, I mean, it, it made it really easy for me to literally run my stuff through Rekordbox, plug it in and say, okay, here's my keys, here's my BPM and let's go. And while I'm not aspiring to be a DJ myself, it was pretty easy to pick it up, but I have no musical theory background or have taken any music classes on how to compose music. Yeah. And, you know, just thinking that may, that may be a skill, you know, that um, DJs might find that would come in handy. Yeah, so um, when, I, when I first started out DJing and I was uh, 15, uh, there was no such thing as mixed in key and there was uh, also, I hadn't gone to college. I used the word college here in America, but I grew up in Australia. I've been living in LA for seven years now, hence the smooshed accent. But um, I do remember the days where I would get a, a vinyl record and I would I would play it, and then I would be I would work out the key of the records. Like um, some people have perfect pitch, some people have what's called relative pitch, and some people have no idea of pitch at all. Um, and so for, for me, I, I don't have perfect pitch, but I have relative pitch. So if I know the middle C on a keyboard, I can tell you the key of another record. So it helps a lot with, with DJing without things like mixed in key. But I do remember the days where I would uh, get on plane flights to go and play shows around the world. And I would have on the front covers of the vinyl, I would write like D major or, or you know, um, G flat minor, or th things like that, you know, whatever I, I would, I would have the key signature written on there so that when I was in a club, if I was doing a set and I, and I really cared about the mix, and this is a whole, I mean, I could talk for hours on what's more important, but um, I'll try to keep it concise, which is my really, really bad. I'm not, I'm not good at keeping things concise in interviews. I just go on these things. But um, so if I was like on, onto like a really long four hour set where I was uh, trying to have a progression where I didn't want a bad mix to ruin the flow or anything like that, I would be able to look at the vinyl, the front cover of the vinyl and see the key signature that I'd worked out prior and know that that would mix nicely into the next one. Um, but with that comes its uh, downside. And, and I've, I've noticed that I've, my, like I've changed over the years, um, uh, over the decade because even though I def, like, you know, for anyone that's been to one of my shows and seen me play, um, you'll notice that, you know, maybe maybe three or four tracks in a row will be really nicely, uh, I'll, 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 I'll try to keep it in key. And, and sometimes it happens by accident, but I personally will always prioritize the right song to entertain the crowd over 
a brilliant mix. And that doesn't mean I'm going to train wreck, you know, um, although I haven't, you know, I'm not, not going to say I haven't train wrecked in my life, but, um, you know, I'm not a fan of the sync button. I'm not a fan of that. I, I like to, I like to really enjoy feeling, uh, I, like, I like, you know, I came from that world of like feeling the record under my hand and, and, and having to push it forward, actually touching it and hoping the needle wouldn't skip and slowing it down. Things like, you know, that I guess, you know, uh, a lot of the, the new DJs wouldn't get to experience, which is not a problem because when you get, when you, when you uh, have technology that helps you to do that for you, uh, you now have a, a realm in which you can uh, focus on other areas. But for me as a DJ, I, I like to think that, um, well, I, well, I know just from experience and playing out that when I, when I DJ, I always prioritize a really right song at the right time in fact it's come down to the punch like i've i've seen like one minute remaining on a song and i've still been deciding which track to play next and that's a that's a night it's a reoccurring nightmare i've had and i think a lot of djs that have been doing it for a long time probably get is like oh no like what track do i play next and it usually happens because you're deciding between something that's going to mix in really nicely and just follow the groove or you're like, okay, I'm ready to switch the mood up and just totally blow minds here. And sometimes that requires an out of key mix and just a really quick fade. As long as that, you know, it's, it's, it's in, it's in, it's in sync and it's not using the sync button, but it's, it's beat matched. Um, and so, yeah, in short, I prioritize, I was trying to keep it short. I prioritize the right songs at the right time. Track selection is more important to me than um, a smooth mix because I feel like, uh, and I'll finish on this, I feel like if you're going to listen to a five hour set in one sitting, I understand the idea of being able to manage both. But in today's day and age where I'm getting asked more and more to play one hour shows instead of three hour shows, I have thousands of songs I would like to play to people. Um, and I have hundreds of my own songs that I want to play to people. Putting that into one hour, it means that I have to sacrifice so many songs. And so, I, so I, I'm more about reading the room and looking at the crowd and looking and staring people in the eyes and seeing how they're vibing. And then I, I, I'll get a vibe on a certain group of people and I'll go, all right, I'm going to make them go off or I'm going to make them go off. And that decides what the next song is going to be. And I will often, um, or try to uh, not make it so often, but I will um, choose to choose to mix the track that is the most appropriate track over the uh, over a, a perfectly mixed, you know, selection. Um, but in saying that, I am a huge admirer of people that really care about long transitions. Yeah, and, and you know, speaking of that, you know, trying to cater the mix to the audience, you know, at clubs and other dance events, do you think people should look at the DJs like they are rock stars, are rock stars, or would it be more fun if DJs were slightly more anonymous and just part of the bigger event? Um, I.e., you know, you have the stage presence, you have the stage show, you have the visuals, and everyone's focused on that DJ as you see at the bigger electronic music festivals and events, and all eyes are on the stage, or would it be more of something where the DJ's in the background and the music's being spun and played, but people are more circular, more organically interacting with each other on the dance floor, although they do act with each other on the dance floor, but they aren't just eyes glued to the front of the stage. Yeah, so, two, yeah two, so uh, 
I, I think it, um, the first thing you said is should people look at DJs like rock stars? I don't think so. Um, and I, and I, I don't really know what that means um, in the sense of like, like when, when I play a show, it's, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not there to be um, validated or glorified. Um, there, there's, I think that the DJ's job is to really make an incredible party. But what comes packaged with that is by default, who makes the most incredible party? Or, and, and what is an incredible party? So, so for some people it's Deep House, or some people it's Techno, or some people it's Trance. With me, it's a, it's a little weird, and I've always had trouble identifying what I am genre-wise. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, if I was to say, no, uh, a hard no, no one should ever appreciate the brand behind the artist, I'd be lying a little because the reason people fly me to, to Guatemala and to India and to Russia and to, you know, uh, Australia and, and, and all over Asia is because they know that when they book Tidy, they're going to get uh, the songs they know from me plus that what they've seen before. And they've probably told their friends, oh, a Tidy show is like this. And I'm, I've, you know, I've actually like, I shouldn't do this, but I've gone through forums and I've seen people, you know, I've seen people, the haters and stuff, and they've written, I went to a Tidy show and uh, it's crazy, like, he'll play like, he'll play trance at the end of his set. The first half, half was Deep House. And uh, then like he threw in this, like he just completely stopped the whole thing and threw in like this uh, song that was by a rock band and and therefore I don't like him. But then I've seen comments under that and they've gone, that's what's cool about it. Is that you're getting, you're gonna get a surprise. And he's, that, and so that kind of becomes a little bit of my brand is that it's eclectic. Um, I would still say I'm in the I'm in the progressive house house trance and even techno world um, to avoid the word EDM, but um, but yeah, it's uh, it's there is there is something to be said. There's the reason there's a reason why when you go to a festival um, you watch Carl Cox, you know what you're gonna get. It's a it's a brand. Now to to, to say should we praise the almighty Carl Cox and um, all of that. Well, if you want to, if if you go home and you want, like, you know, I've had fans that uh, have send me paintings and they, they their whole wall in their bedroom is covered in photos and things. I mean, it's kind of like, oh, it's overwhelming. Um, the brand is, it kind of comes packaged in, but I feel like if you're, if you're focusing primarily on trying to be famous as a DJ or, you know, yeah, as a DJ, as an artist or as a performer. If, you're, if your primary focus is not to entertain, you'll never get the brand anyway. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so I, I feel as though, I feel as though that to answer your question again in short now, I don't think it's, really up to the DJ if they get glorified or not. And I don't really think the audience should should go, oh, we should praise this artist. Um, I think it's really just a matter of how you connect. There, there are bands I glorify and idolize because I love their music and I can't believe how they've like created this, this style, this world, this universe of what they've got. Um, and it was my choice to glorify them and put them on a pedestal, you know? Um, but, but I'm not walking around going, you should, you know, glorify the DJ. Um, 
so there's a there's a there's a difference between a DJ being background music and 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 I've been that guy. I've been the guy. I've been the guy in the room who's who's there to like at a corporate event or something like that where. I, I thought I was being invited to play as Tidy, and really, I was there to entertain a room of people who had no idea who Tidy was. And in that instance, <laughs> I immediately have to go, okay, I'm here to entertain. And so I become like, you know, there's no ego. You have to entertain and you you, you kind of just fall into a groove and you just kind of, I, 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 I like watch like a hawk, you know, is, are they liking it, are they not? I'm constantly thinking about it. Um, and then there's shows where I know for a fact it's sold out three weeks before and there's going to be 3,000 people and everyone's there to hear Redefined and Oceans and Wanna Lose You and all the big tracks on Spotify. And if I don't play those, I get hate mail. So... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I understand. I, I, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's the double-edged sword in a sense. You know, you... you you, you rise to a certain level of getting to a certain uh, uh, certain standard that people are going to expect from your show, expect from your brand. And, you know, I, I mean, I remember a while ago I was going to a show and I believe it was Knife Party was playing at the club and I wanted to hear Centipede. Or, or no, it was actually, no, it was Kill the Noise, Kill the Noise. And I wanted okay. to hear the Kill the Noise video. Yeah. I sat there and I went to go see the show, stayed up late and they didn't play my Kill the Noise volume, the song one that I wanted to hear and I was like, Ah, I was, I was kind of a little bummed out, but then I found out the song was like three years prior, two or yeah. three years prior. So of course they're not going to be playing three-year-old stuff on a current tour, you know, you take it or leave it. Speaking of touring, producing, and doing all the stuff that you do, yeah. you're spending countless hours behind the computer screen, making your beats, um, touring. What do you do in your free time to stay fit? Um, well, if the weather's good i i just run um in fact just before this interview i was just out going for a run and um i won't disclose where i live but in la somewhere uh yeah i i um i like to just kind of clear my head and yeah i'll go for a run or or, or swim or yeah i mean just just i'm i'm not a, i'm not really a gym guy i'm not i'm not the kind of person to go and just want to lift heavy things it kind of bores me so i'll go out and run or enjoy nature or do things like that. It's, it's not that interesting, really. Well, I do know from your social profile, because I do follow you on the socials, that you've actually started to dabble in painting. And <laughs> what, 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 tell us what the inspiration behind your painting was all about. I'll, I'll show you. Hold, hold that foot. So, originally, I don't know if you've heard of Paint by Numbers. Yes, I have. Yes. So paint by number because I can't paint. I'm I, I I've never painted in my life, and it's one of those things that you I just have never done because it's kind of like all right, I shouldn't touch that. I don't know what I'm doing. So originally started with paint by numbers, and this is still in the making, and this is following the rules, and it's going to turn out. I think I think it's going to turn out like that. It's meant to be like this meant to be like in the end it's going to be like this kind of thing right uh, well, yeah, it's upside down. yeah yeah that that way so so but but then i was like am i allowed to swear on the show yeah you can <laughs> well i was like fuck it and and i couldn't i couldn't i didn't like the idea and this is just could be a personality trait 
but I didn't like the idea of knowing what the picture would look like in the end. So I ended up, I ended up painting this. And um, I don't know what it is. I, it, it's, it's somewhat of a fox. Like here's the eyes and there's the nose and then there's the tail coming up here in the back. But there's also uh, like the Sydney Opera House and some other things in here, but it's abstract. And uh, I guess that's just one of those things I've done to pass the time. Yeah. I lost you for a second. You ran away. Microphone for a second there, just for a second. Uh, okay. uh, I'm back, right? Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Um, no, great work. I thought it was great to see, you know, it's always, it's always good to see, you know, people going outside of their element and doing other things they, they aren't particularly known for. It kind of gives and builds, you know, a character. It shows their openness, their diversity to do things. Cause you know, the industry can paint a stereotypical picture that it's all parties and, and limousines or rock star lifestyle. Oh, and, it is. You know. <laughs> I love those bits too. Yeah, those are the fun <laughs> bits too. But I, mean, I, I, I definitely, I definitely love the parties and the limousines and the, and the, and the, and the, and the lifestyle. Like let's, let's not, I can't, I can't sit here and lie and say, I'm just purely in it because I like to have, um, I just purely like music. I mean, of course, there's something addictive about traveling the world and getting paid to do it. I mean, I've I've been to nearly every single country in the world, and uh, that's fun. But that's not the reason why I do it. It's just one of the perks of the job. Could could you actually see yourself with your, your newfound passion for painting and and doing art? Could you see yourself doing a gallery opening? No. I, I don't think anyone would come to it. <laughs> I don't know if anyone would go to it. Uh, that's the painting that I held up before is the first one I've ever done. I'm, maybe I'll auction it off to make money for a charity or something. But no, I, I, I definitely don't think painting is something that's on the cards to me as a as a uh, an artist. I think that there's too many other people who have been practicing far longer than I have. I just got locked in the house and decided to paint. Awesome, and you know, you you you're, you're, you have Tidy, which is your main brand name that you work under, you do you, you shows under, and you you work under the other other alias, Wish yeah. I Was. Tell us a little bit about that creation, about Wish I Was, and some of the works that you're working on underneath that um, that alias. Yeah, so so, Wish I Was is um is. Oh, it's, it's you know it's it's hard to talk about, but um, back when around the times when I made Redefined, and then I made um, I, I won't go too into too many stories here, but but uh, with like they say with with great power comes great responsibility, and um, I don't know what the analogy is here, but uh, I I had a team around me that was that was fantastic and. I'm always surrounded by, by a lot of people that have an influence in what I do. And um, when I, but, but I, when I made such a big song, um, and I'm not gonna say like, you know, such a big song as in the dance world, um, I was being asked to repeat it a lot. And I couldn't, and that's just cause it's not in my nature. Like for anyone that knows me as an artist knows that every song is different. The, the next track that's gonna come out, like 
people don't know this yet, but it's it's going to be what well, it's, it's done. It's coming out on on May twenty second, and it's a uh, country slash pop slash electronic. And um, so, going back to how Wish I Was started, I had so many people in my ear telling me you need to sound like this, and you need to stick to a brand, and you need to stick to a, a style, and it backfired on me mentally I think because uh, I found myself trying to repeat something that it's not repeatable for me like I could have used the same template but it would have been the same song with just a different maybe a different vocal and I don't know like I was like I've already made I already made Redefined I already made Oceans I already made One Lose You I already made songs that are that, that people know from me and I was finding myself at nighttime, like polishing off a bottle of wine and uh, writing these really weird underground songs. Um, and at the same time, just putting them on my hard drive and saying to myself and to other people, actually, I wish I was able to release that. I wish I was able to do that. I wish I was able to do this. Um, and I can't remember who it was that said it, but someone said, you should, you should do it. And that's how Wish I Was was born. And at that part of my life, which I can tell you now, it's over and I'm happy and hence why I'm putting out songs as tidy and stuff again. But I was a little bit over, um, I was a little bit too boxed in by, ex by not just fan expectations, but by expectations of um, the teams around me that wanted me to, you know, people, people are invested in, in me doing well. And so, uh, I decided to get all the music that I did as Wish I Was and just release it, but not say it was me. And um, what happened was it ended up on radio. And what the, one of the first songs called Cutting Ties with Cameron Walker singing uh, ended up being, it got like 2 million plays on YouTube and it was, it went number one on Sirius XM's Chill. And, it cre and then suddenly all these blogs and articles were writing like, who is Wish I Was? Is it Galantis? Is it such and such? And, um, then I felt this really weird artistic freedom of like, wow, like I could be like, like why do I, like just because I've called myself tidy my whole life doesn't like, like my, in my artist career, why can't I be another one as well? And so Wish I Was was born and I was anonymous for a year and putting out these songs and, and it wasn't something that I did for a marketing tactic. It was simply because I couldn't have an outlet for it anywhere else. And then Wish I Was ended up going bigger and bigger. And uh, people started demanding more Wish I Was music. And then eventually uh, it was dropped on radio. Someone said, someone who knew that I was Wish I Was as well. It was actually really funny. I used to do radio interviews and people would say, like the inter like people interviewing me on really big stations would say, so, uh, uh, you know, you've got this new track. You know, it's interesting. Have you heard music from Wish I Was? Because it sounds kind of similar to like your stuff, but on a, on a deeper level. And, I, and in some interviews, I would just, I would, I would go, I haven't heard it, but I should check it out. Or I'd go, yeah, it's really interesting. Like, I feel like the guy could be like, maybe taking some inspiration from what I do. And so it turned into this like split personality that I still feel I have today between Tidy and Wish I Was. But um, now in, now in uh, 2020, it's, it's merged and what's in a really beautiful way where I'm able to make something that if, it, if I feel like it's, it's a 
if I make if I, I can if I make a song that's really down tempo and chill and ambient or 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 has like a rock influence or it just goes left of center, you know, then uh, I I can release it as Wish I Was. And if I want to release it as Tidy because it's a it's a tidy track, I can. And um, I've been very fortunate to be able to have like that two aliases now, and I'm in a place where I have so much musical freedom and, and, and ability to be able to do that. And and you have, under Wish I Was, you do have the, the track, believe, it's called I Wanna Believe, correct? Yeah. Is that, when is that gonna be released? When is that coming out or is that out right now? So there's, oh, well there's two there's two songs. There's a Wish I Was song called um, I Wanna Believe and then there's also a Tidy song called I Wanna Believe. Um, I don't know which one you're talking about. Um, I'm going off my cue card notes. Oh, no, no worries, let's go. Okay, so I've got a, I've got a new single coming out uh, wait, let's start that again. So this is an edit point. <laughs> um, my latest single as Tidy is called um, I Wanna Believe. And it's really cool. It's, um, it's fun and, and, and it's, it's a three minute song. And I really did actually, in that mindset, people will listen to it and go, oh, it's, a, it's a pop song. But it was influenced by bands I used to listen to, think bands like Paramore, Hayley Williams where there was just like really, just a massive amount of uh, just vocal stacks to it and the chorus. I actually wanted to see how many times I could fit the chorus into a three minute song. And um, it just turned out to be such a, like a track that was like an earworm for me. Like I would wake up hearing it and, and my friends were singing it around me. And so I put that out as a single and it's got like 5 million plays on, um, on Facebook now. And and uh, so that, that's my that's my latest single as Tidy. It's, and and it's currently as uh, what are you working on for? Wish I was. Is there anything in production right now? Anything you yeah. can talk with the, our, our DJ sessions viewers about? Yeah. So the next single that's coming out is on May twenty second, and it's a collaboration with myself. It's Tidy and Wish I Was, and featuring Brenly Brown, who's um, a young country artist. She's an incredible. Uh, has has such an amazing voice and just such an amazing personality. And um, the way we wrote that song is how I really like to write songs. And we we, we walked into, I, I'm published with Universal Music. And so we have this huge recording studio with a grand piano and a massive desk for all, all basically anything you, you want, a drum kit. And I spoke to Brenly about like how we're gonna start the song. And she she's, uh, I guess she has the, um, I don't want to put words in her mouth because she would probably word it a lot better than I could or a lot more eloquently. But um, she wanted to take the songwriter approach where we just sat on the floor and we shut the doors and uh, uh, no cameras, no one. And it was just her on a notepad and me on piano and her on a guitar. And we would switch and kind of go, that's cool. Or I think that's cool. And we made a song that is a hybrid between electronic and country music. Um, but it doesn't sound like a country song. It's not like, you know, like blue jeans, red shirt, I'm out on a tractor kind of thing. It's, um, it's, it's got a really cool story. It's called Start Again. And it, it's, it's got a little piece of tidy in it and a little piece of wish I was. And then Brenly's got this beautiful voice that just, and her country flair, even when she knew she wasn't writing a country song, it, it has this kind of like feel to it. Uh, with acoustic guitars and things. So that's the next single. And I, I am really excited about that one. I, I, I think that that's, I, I think that could be the one of the year for me. And, 
You know, in blending different styles of music together, you mentioned country, country crossover, kind of bringing that element in to electronic music. Are there any other particular styles that you would like to experiment with? I feel like I've done as much as I can think of. Like I've, I've, I've had like screamo elements and I've had, uh, my, I, did an, I did an album a while back called Hotel Rooms, which is ambient and, um, and also my last album that I released was with Christopher Tin, who's a two times Grammy award winning film composer. And uh, he, you know, he's done music for Crazy Rich Asians. And uh, I wanted to do an album with a full orchestra. And so we managed to do this album called Collide. The name comes from a collision of electronic music with an orchestra. And uh, we, we pulled it off. It was, it was something that, um, I mean, it was, it's funny, actually. I got into beef with Dead Mouse about it on Twitter, but I think he likes to just do that with people. And at the same time, he was doing like a purely orchestral um, album, and someone had tweeted that I was doing a uh, orchestral electronic album, and he goes, "I don't see why you would put orchestral with electronic." But he hadn't heard it yet in his defense. So, and I love Dead Mouse. I, I think Joel, like, he's a bit of a troll, but you know, he's a nice guy, and um, I've, I've. Uh, Anyway, the point the point is that my last record, my last album, was kind of everything I wanted to do. Uh, especially when I when I think back to my college years and I was studying um, classical music and theory and and uh, um, listening to people practicing on cellos and violins and violas and things like that. I I always wanted to do it, and I did do it a little bit and redefined like in the album. Like I would have like. Uh, a lot of acoustic elements, but, but the, al the album that followed, Collide, was just a full-on orchestra. Like, I mean, this, wow. this thing is super orchestral and, and has, the, has the, but also then it, it's the contrast. Like, the, you'll have like 90 players playing this big string piece and flutes and, and the whole brass section and, and, and woodwinds, like, and then suddenly, bang, it drops into an electronic beat. So we got the we got that across, and I'm very happy with that album. Um, and it was an experimental album. Um, so yeah, I'm, to answer your question, I, I feel like I've I feel like I've um, that was a really big break for me into film score as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, something that I don't tell people is like you know uh, is and if you go to tidycomposer.com, you can see that I, I've worked with Disney on Ice for a few years now, composing pieces of music for their for their show of purely orchestral and also for, for films and uh, a video game. Um, I worked with Christopher Tin doing the title track for a video game called Splitgate. And um, so what happened, yeah, what happened with me doing Collide was uh, it led me into, uh, into people asking me to do stuff that wasn't electronic. And that was, that's really cool. So yeah. I, I feel, I feel liberated as a, as a composer. Um, you know, I, I don't necessarily, I, I don't have any desire to follow down one path of music. And, uh, you know, if, so, if I hear a song and I, and it's, and it's, um, inspiring, then I will, I will, uh, I'll, you know, I, I'll, I'll let you know. But as of now, I feel like I'm quite musically free. Awesome. Well, I got one more question for you before we let you get back to having that uh, awesome glass of Chardonnay in your studio down there in LA. Yeah. If Hollywood were to make a movie about your life, 
who would you pick as the main actor? Whoa. <laughs> um, does it have to be someone that looks like me or can it just be like a really good actor? Somebody that would represent Tidy and the life story of Tidy, I wish I was, and your whole person as you are from, from David Copperfield, I was born, I grew up, I got into the business. Who would, who would represent your third part of the movie as your middle to, or your second to third part of the movie as your middle to adult life? Yeah, I would, um, you know, I hope this doesn't come across egotistical, but I would choose probably Leonardo DiCaprio because um, seeing Wolf on Wall Street and I mean all of his films, he adapts to every, to, you know, all the characters he does and he really gets into them. And I have led so many weird aspects of my life. Like, you know, if you watch Wolf of Wall Street, you'll see some things that people go, that just could not have happened. I, I could go on for hours and tell you about the time that I was on a private plane with 40 other DJs. Um, it was a chartered jet. And we had like people were throwing food up and down the plane and the flight, the flight attendants didn't know what to do. And everyone was just, it was just cr a crazy party time. But then there's also like the aspects of being a little bit, you know, alone and depressed in the studio and, or just, just thinking, oh, like, you know, what, what am I, who do I, what, like, yeah. I mean, being an artist is you have high highs and low, low lows. And so I choose Leo because I think he'd be able to pull that character off. Um, yeah, just going for an actor that I think is, is great and would, 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 would definitely uh, do that. I wouldn't choose anyone tacky, that's the thing, because, um, you know, it's easy, to, it's easy to see me on stage and go, oh, that's tidy, that's who he is. But there are so many facets to the, my life that have been both extremely emotional and heartbreaking, and then and they've led to songs that are uh, introverted and scary to even show people and then there's been this party side where I've gone on gotten on a jet with no sleep and landed in Taiwan and played two shows and then uh, had still had no sleep in 36 hours and then next I show up at another club and and no one speaks English and they're like here's a bullet tequila and then off you go and you're you're on stage again and there's a huge party aspect to it um, so I, I, I would definitely so yeah, I think, I think, you know, that if there was a movie ever made on me, I don't know how interesting it would be, but it would definitely be a, it would take a lot of turns. Awesome. Well, Tidy, thank you so much for joining us uh, on the DJ sessions. Where can people find out more information about you and uh, your music and what you got going on? Yeah, I would, so I'd direct people to, uh, if you, <laughs> it depends. If, if you just want to know a little bit about like my, my, music go to spotify or to, to whatever you stream music on uh, apple music anything like that and go through my catalog i think i think the best way to really understand me as an artist is to sit down and listen to the albums that i've done to listen to collide the full way through and to listen to redefine the full way through and to listen to um also then wish i was and listen to go to so go to you're streaming whatever you choose to, to stream or download or play music and listen to Wish I Was and um, and listen to those albums the full way through like on your mind and hear how different they are and I think that that can help people musically um, as it comes to just me being a weirdo uh, twitter twitter.com slash tidy t-y-d-i 
Uh, and sometimes I put, you know, th silly things on Facebook and Instagram. So um, yeah, wherever you want, really. I think these days it's quite easy to track down an artist. It is. Well, thank you again so much for coming on the DJ Sessions. We really appreciate it. Can't wait to get up here in Seattle. We'll get you in that new mobile studio that we've launched. Uh, and we're launching, you'll hear more about that as it comes out. But um, again, it's awesome. Always hearing what you're up to, seeing what you're doing and keep up the good work, man. There's a lot of people out there appreciate what you do and, and we really enjoy talking with you on the show. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate that so much. You're welcome. And don't forget you can go to our website, thedjsessions.com. Find us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, hashtag us, the DJ Sessions. This is Darren and Tidy come to you from the DJ Sessions mobile studios and tidy down in LA for the DJ Sessions where the music never stops. So sit back, I'm gonna need you to relax. You're gonna have to kick it like you relax. You better believe that these beats get these bitches on their knees stat. That's my feedback. Fresh talk to them. Fucking outcast like Big Boy and Three Stacks. I still block out the feedback. Talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> 